What is going on, senoras y senores? Welcome on back to Oin Philly Sports. We are back after a nice little hiatus. We recharged the batteries, and we're back. And we're back to talk some Philly sports where it is an interesting time. Free agency is running like crazy here in Philadelphia. A lot of us have thoughts and opinions over what Howie Roseman and the Birds have been doing. We're going to talk about that, of course. We're going to look at what happened last night for the Philadelphia Union as they punch their ticket to the next round of Champions League after taking care of Allianz. So the play is still not what we probably want it to be, but they punched their ticket. They're moving on to the next round. Of course, the Sixers, we're kind of in waiting. We're, we're at the dead zone here with the Sixers. What do I mean by that? We're getting closer to the playoffs. This team is more likely looking like a top three seed in the Eastern Conference and are... Our motion of trying to get out of the second round ramps up even more. And so that's where we're kind of at right now with the Sixers. MVP talk is heating up for Joel Embiid. We're going to talk about all of that. Of course, for the Flyers, some good news. Obviously, last week was a crazy one with Chuck Fletcher being fired. But if you look at it this week, Flyers have put themselves in a good spot, a potentially good spot of maybe getting a top overall pick. Maybe, just maybe. Connor Bedard may be in our sights. After all, after all of this, we might be able to have an opportunity of getting Connor freaking Bedard. But of course, the, the topic of today, the title of today, is that patience is the key. All right, we're all wondering what how he's going to do. How is he going to replenish this defense that was one of the best of the NFL in 22, 20 slash 23? Patience. Let's wait to see what happens. All right. Is this union team going to play like they did in 2022? It's not. It hasn't been. It hasn't been clean. Hasn't been crisp as it has been before. But the fact of the matter is, so far through this entire year, we're we're talking MLS. We're talking CCL play. The union have three wins in five matches and one loss. It's 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 not it's not as bad as you may think it is. And again, like I mentioned. Yeah, moving on to the next round of Champions League. You feel me? And then, of course, with this with the Sixers, like we talked about, we just gotta wait to see what happens in the second round. We can't play hypotheticals. We can't sit here and wonder what if. We have to sit here and wait. But the thing, but what we always talk about, ladies and gentlemen, this team definitely has an opportunity. They definitely have a chance, and they've shown you that. So we'll, we'll, we'll that the patience is the key for them, and of course, patience is the key for the Flyers, because look. Are you going to drive yourself crazy over the Flyers? We got to wait to see what happens. I, per, I per se, do believe in Danny. We talked about it before. I think more needs to be happening within the front office, within, within the structure of the Flyers. But I think that things are starting to look better for us. And I think that the glimpse or the hope of maybe Connor Bedard being in our grasp again, I think that puts Flyers fans in a better place. If anyone has Philly stuff to talk about, please drop it in the comment section. We'll talk anything sports-related here. Of course, we are Philly sports-centric, but I want to welcome everyone formally to Oin Philly Sports. We just sit back, we hang out, we talk sports. The link is in the chat here if you guys want to come on in the show. And you guys want to be a part. You guys want to talk one-on-one. I would love to talk to you guys especially after a couple of hiatus. It was the birthday weekend, right? Got to hang out with some friends, got to hang out with family. I, I feel great. I did exactly what I wanted to do. It was a nice chill weekend. It was it was, it was was relaxing. Got to go into the city on Sunday, grab a couple of drinks, a couple of bars. Obviously, Philadelphia, great bar hopping scene. So, uh, so yesterday we had dinner um, with my with both my parents, both set parents, girlfriends, and my, and my family as well. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. But we're back here today, and it's a perfect timing because things are moving full throttle here with our Philly sports scene. A lot of news is happening, of course, with the birds as well. We'll get to all of that as well. What's going on, guys? 
TikTok going crazy. TikTok going brazy. What's going on, guys? Keep tapping that screen. Let's get some more sports fans in the building. What is going on, guys? What's happening? This is awesome. I love it, guys. Thank you so much. A lot of you guys joining on in. Appreciate it. We got we got Nicholas in the building. Nicholas Nicholas Roberts is a Celtics fan letting us know. Hey, well, good, good day to you, Nicholas. We welcome all here, man. All good. All good, man. Do you think the question is, Nicholas, do you think your Celtics will find a way to get back to number one seed or where will they finish in the East? It's, it's pretty open. I think Milwaukee does have it, if I'm being honest with you. I think they got the number one. What's up? Uh, we got ATL Zane. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? ATL is too good for y'all. All right. Hey, ATL United. I listen, ATL United with a good start. I saw that 3 nothing win on Saturday. But uh, it's a long season. It's a long season. We got the, the greedy one. What's going on? How you feeling? ATL Zane is, is, a, is a proud ATL United uh, supporter. And that's what we like to see, man. Uh, Owen, what do you think about the union playing Atlas? We'll talk about that in a second. Or we'll get to that in a second. We'll definitely talk about the union. But we want to. We have to. We have to. We have to start off today with the birds. Um, it's crazy. It is honestly crazy. I've never seen an Eagles team go through so much change in one offseason. I mean, I'm being quite honest with you guys, even like I look back at 04, even those early 2000 teams, there has never been such an overhaul like this team right now. Even at the 2017 season, there was that much overhaul. Um, but obviously, Monday, my birthday, we had a lot of uh, it was a, the official start of free agency. Today's the first official day uh, of the new 2023 NFL calendar. So obviously big week here, as always, in March uh, in the NFL. But a lot of departures. And obviously, we're going to focus on our defense here uh, because I want to look at the departures. I think it's important right now, now that we're on March 15th to 23, to look at what the starting lineup so far could look like and there's a lot of holes so yeah let's uh let's, let's get to that guys but first let's of course let's look at the the, the uh the news the the departures first obviously javon hargrave goes to san francisco on a four-year 84 million dollar deal that I'm, I'm glad we're not paying 21 million a year for javon hargrave for the next four years we'll talk more about that tj edwards is now a ba member of the bear he's going back to where he is from i believe he's from the illinois area uh, he signs a three three year nineteen point five million dollar deal. Marcus Epps gone. He's headed to Vegas. Two year deal, uh, twelve mil. So he's gonna be getting six mil a season to play for the Raiders. Kaiser White. He's teaming uh, re teaming back up with Jonathan Gannon. He signs a two year eleven million dollar deal. And then of course today was the big one. Um, it's still not officially done. But all reports indicate that Darius Slay will be cut by the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's obviously the biggest one because, you know, Darius wasn't a free agent. Darius did want to be guaranteed that he would be here past the season as he was heading into the last year of his deal. But in turn, the, the negotiations went south and it led to this. It's very it's it's a big deal. Right. Not only are you losing your top corner. But the fact of the matter is Darius Slate could have stayed here for another season. And both sides could not see eye to eye. And this is the conclusion. Darius Slate is cut. Um, look, I, for one, have been the advocate to not freak out, not to panic. I do question what, how that, why did that relationship end the way it did? But besides that, I'm not really too mad about the other departures. Hargrave, I'm not paying $21 million a year for, for Javon Hargrave at the age that he is. Um, you know, kudos to San Francisco and San Francisco might get one to two good years with that deal. That's a lot of money for 
a defensive tackle, if I'm being quite honest with you. Um, and Javon Hargrave may have the stats. A lot of that may have to do with the system that he was in. He was playing with a very talented defensive line. Um, but to pay him that type of money, I mean, we're not even talking about Aaron Donald here, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm good on that. TJ Edwards, I kind of figured that was going to happen. I did not think we were going to bring both Kaiser and TJ Edwards back and also made it easy that the fact that you did go out and draft Nicobe Dean and he does deserve an opportunity. And he's going to fully get that now in 2023 uh, at 13-year 19.3. That's one of those deals. It's like, congrats, thank you. You'll forever be loved here, but we both are going to move on. Epps, we talked about this even during the season. He was going to get paid, and he got a solid deal. I mean, six years, uh, six million a year, I'm sorry, for two years. Not the longest, but he's trying to get more. He's trying to get money, right? Anything could happen in your NFL career. He's young. He, he's got the value right now. So he went with the deal he got. The Kaiser one was the surprising one. Um, two years of love and mill. That's a little bit much. In my opinion, that's a little bit much for Kaiser. Look, Kaiser was solid, and, and you do thank him for one. Birds. We're back. We're back. All right. We're going to make sure we don't touch the wire. All right. We're going to do our, we're going to closer. We're going to make sure we don't touch the wire here. But all right. So look, I want to look at the starting line, what the potential starting lineup could look like here right now for this defense. So your defensive line, you got some bodies, right? You got Reddick, Sweat as your two defensive ends. The interior looks like right now to be Milton Williams and Jordan Davis. Right, Fletcher Cox is still out there. They could still make a play and bring him back here on a better minimum deal again. Um, they still have uh, two, uh, Marlon Tupeloto, who's a rookie, or not a rookie, I'm sorry, a young player. I think he's a, he's going into his third year as well, just like Millie Williams. Uh, but I don't know a lot of him. Obviously, Hargreaves is gone. But that, that one we could say goodbye. Um, but they need to add, in my opinion, another body. Now, they can still go out and re-sign Ndamukong Sue or Linval Joseph. Those are guys that were serviceable for us in the latter part of last year, and those guys are available, and you can bring one of them back for some better depth. I do think that they will address the defensive tackle position within the NFL draft, but yeah, right now it does look like it's going to be Jordan Davis and Milton Williams in the interior. Luckily, you don't take big hits at your defensive ends. Uh, you still got BG. I do. I still think that they need to find some depth behind uh, Reddick, but luckily you're not. You didn't get destroyed there. Your linebackers, obviously, Nicobe Dean um, is going to be one of those guys, the B guy after sitting out for an entire season, learning under uh, TJ Edwards, learning from the sideline, which we always talk about. Um, that learning from that, learning from the sideline is always huge. It's always big. It's a valuable, valuable experience, um, and so. Um, that's what that looks like to be the one position there. Um, so the other linebacker position now is up for grabs. Kaiser White is gone, and it's going to be curious to see how they do address that position. Um, I, I honestly found it hilarious that uh, as I'm reading right now, while I'm, while I'm talking to you guys, I'm reading and I'm completely shocked and forgot. Davion Taylor's still here, <laughs> and the Eagles did pick up his option. So. Uh, Davion Taylor is still here. If, whoever did forget about Davion Taylor, 
former third round pick for the birds in 2020, the same draft as Jalen Rager and Jalen hurts. Uh, he's still here, but they do. They do need to address a linebacker position. I do envision them going out and signing a veteran guy, a minimal deal, nothing, uh, nothing more than like three mil uh, for a season. And I do think that they're going to draft a linebacker as well, but they're going to have to run with Dean, you know, whether, and it is a question mark, whether Nicobe Dean is ready for that. I mean, this is the NFL. I know everyone likes to look at what happens in the national championship game. and think that's going to translate over to the NFL. That's not always the case. So it's definitely a question mark here for the birds. And we'll wait to see what Nicobe Dean can bring, but they do need to bring another linebacker. The secondary is another big question mark. The only one that that's really guaranteed is James Bradbury. After today's news, he signed yesterday. James Bradbury did to a third, a three year, $30 million deal. 20 million of it will be guaranteed. I think it's a solid deal for the type of player. He is he's a little bit younger than Darius Slay as well. Remember, and he's coming off a really stellar season. Uh, I do like that move. Um, so now Bradbury kind of gets bumped up to cornerback one, but now you got to find the other cornerback still. It does seem like the Eagles are going to address that position in the NFL draft. That's something that they have wanted to do. It's something that they need to do. We talked about it before. Howie Roseman, you can't keep relying on going for free agencies and trading for cornerbacks. At some point, you got to be able to find those guys. You know, I, I brought it up on, on TikTok or, or last week. You know, back in the early 2000s, the Eagles lost – Bobby Taylor and Troy Vincent in the midst of the same offseason. Those were two quality starting cornerbacks. And they went right in that draft, in that 03 draft, and they selected Sheldon Brown and Lito Shepard in the same draft. And they turned out to be the corners of the 04 Super Bowl team. Now, that really hasn't happened since then. You haven't been able to draft two cornerbacks and have them be the face of your of those positions for half a decade to a decade. That's something that they need to get back to. They need to go find that young cornerback that'll be here for five years plus. It sucks you can't say 10 anymore because of just the way NFL deals are, but that's something that they need to do. Now, safety position, I do think that, and I think everyone kind of has the same inclination, especially now that Darius Slay is gone. Um, you And the weird part about it is you're sitting on a lot of dead money. That's why the whole cutting is such a weird thing because you're sitting on dead money. You couldn't get to an agreement for you guys to at least get through the season together. That's a little bit of a, of a concern. But regardless, it does feel like C.J. Gardner-Johnson will return back, even though, you know, he's out here on Twitter being, you know, being a troll, being his, his, his best version of Joel Embiid. Regardless, you can't read too much into it. He's just having fun with it. Um, but I do envision him coming back. But who's replacing Marcus Epps? I know everyone wants to see Reed Blankenship. I can't, I can't be the one to tell you that I'm, I'm fully confident with that because I'm not. I thought Reed showed some stuff last year. Yeah, but, you know, he's he's got limitations. Um, and I don't, with all the holes this team has, especially this defense, I don't think the safety position is going to be something that they're going to prioritize. Um, so this defense is definitely a little bit of a concern. But the thing is, is that it is March 15th. We still have a lot more free agency. We're, we still got to go through our second and third rounds of free agency. The big guys, the big names are pretty much signed. But you still got more to do. And oh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers is out here pulling Brett Favre 08 all over again. <laughs> he's going to the Jets. He's got a list. He's checking it twice, and the Jets better sign who they who he wants. It's it's pretty funny. But the defense is definitely a concern. But I also, like I've talked about before, you know, this is what you kind of sign up for. Jalen, and, and we're not even talking about yet the Jalen Hurts deal that's about to get signed, whether it be it's definitely going to get signed. So I definitely think this offseason 
Jalen Hurts going to get that contract. I mean, you, you, it, it would just be dumb not to, right? But you still have a lot of holes to fill. And so now what the, the direction of this team is going to be is how do you put together a competitive defense on a budget? That's what's going to be Howie Roseman's um, priority here. So you guys let me know what you, especially like, the, so the main concerns are obviously second corner, your second linebacker, and your and another safety alongside CJ Gardner Johnson. So you guys in, in all the comment section, let me know what's your biggest concern and what you need, what needs to be addressed. What's the top priority that needs to be addressed for this Eagles defense? Um, of course, we had some other news, uh, more so on the offensive side. Andre Dillard heading to Tennessee. Not much of a surprise there. He wants to play. Never really got the playing time here, and that's because he will he couldn't out outplay Jordan Mailata, but he gets an opportunity now in Tennessee. You wish him nothing but the best. Obviously, the big one is Jason Kelsey does return back for another year. And honestly, listen, I know everyone was killing Joe Giglio, and Joe Giglio was was definitely trying to get some clicks. That's where I don't care for that type of stuff. But I think at some point we need to move on from the Jason Kelsey stuff because this is what happens is that we wait every single year. It's been the same thing for like the last three years. We wait to see if he comes back or not. And then he just signs a $14 million deal when we're trying to sign other players and our defense looks like it's, it's the bare bones. All right. Um, so I love to see Kelsey back, but let's just make it this year. And I do think that it'll, it'll be this, this will be the final season for Kelsey, but he also, behind him, will have Rashad Penny because that's the new acquisition yesterday. You'll sign him to a one-year, $2.1 million deal. Uh, so that all also does probably um, give the sign to Miles Sanders that uh, it's been nice knowing you. We thank you, but uh, we are going to move on, and I think that Miles Sanders' days are done. And I am curious to see where he does sign. Who would take on Miles Sanders? You're st it's still a good back. You're still getting a good back out of Miles Sanders. Obviously, the fumbles were a bit of an issue. Remember, the drops back in like 2020 were a little bit of an issue as well. But he's a good locker room guy. He's obviously very elusive. Um, and if you get him in open field, it's very hard to catch. So I'll be rooting for Miles Sanders. But this is what I always tell you guys. And all you guys wanted to go trade for Derrick Henry, and I understand why you guys want to do it. Uh, I Still is a possibility that B.J. Robinson could be a, a, a possibility, but when you see what happens, to, what just happened to this defense over the last week, I don't know how you could still want B.J. Robinson in the first round. But the running back position, guys, again, I will tell you this every single year, time after time, it is not an important position anymore. It's not 2000s anymore. You don't need Eddie Jordan. You don't need LaDainian Tomlinson. You don't need Emmett Smith. You need a great offensive line or close to that. You need to strive to have a great offensive line. And you can find a Rashad Penny. You can find a Miles Sanders. You can find something like that. I don't think that they're done at that position. I think that they're still going to draft a guy later on in the in the, in the NFL draft, maybe an undrafted guy to come and compete. Yes, Trey Sermon's still on this roster. It is going to be competition. I would be surprised if they do keep on more than three running backs on this roster. They also did sign Boston Scott as well yesterday. Um, so it's going to be a great competition. I think Kenneth Gainwell is the only one with a solidified spot. I guess Rashad Penny as well you can put in there. Rashad, here's the thing. If he's healthy, he's a great back for you. But that's the problem. Can't usually stay healthy. So I do think that that will be um, what the Eagles will do at that position. But I like what they're doing uh, so far. I just need to – obviously, we all need to see more. We all need to see what's going to happen to this defense. But um, it will definitely be very interesting to see. Say less. I do appreciate the likes, guys. Keep them coming. Carson, I do appreciate that, man. 
I do appreciate it. Let me see here. We'll get to Owen's question in just a second. Keep tapping that screen away, guys. I appreciate it. Keep sending those likes over. Get some more, more sports fans in the building. And we're talking all sports, guys. I'll, you know, I'll, I'd like to chop it up. Any sports questions, comments, concerns you may have, I'm always down for it, guys. So keep dropping it, man. Uh, let's trade the number. So what's first off? What's up, Dylan? Uh, let's trade the number ten pick for Fitzpatrick. What are you? What, what are you talking? I know you're big flyers. Are you talking flyers? Are you talking birds? What are we talking about here? Give me, give me clarification. Which Fitzpatrick? And uh, are you, wait? Are you trying to trade a? What pick are you? Yeah, just give me the team. Give me the team we're talking about. Um, unknown nine nine nine. So CJ number one concern. So I guess CJ Gardner Johnson. I'll be back number one concern. Um, I personally would like to grow this defense around CJ Gardner. Like the core being Dean Reddick, Gardner Johnson. I would be down for that. Now, typically in today's NFL teams, don't really build around safeties. It's a position that's kind of been. Somewhat of a, dis- a disposable one, um, you know. You know, you just saw that the Falcons pay big money to Jesse Bates, and we'll see how that works. But it's just unfortunate. But I do think a guy like C.J. Gardner Johnson and how versatile he is. I mean, you think about the way Ma- Malcolm Jenkins for half a decade was so big for our our team, and the way you could put him in different places and play him in different spots and being a leader on the defense. It, it was it was so big for us. So I, I I would like to bring him back. I don't think it's the end of the world if you don't bring him back. Um, I mean, it definitely sets back this season, but it, it would be nice for sure, man. Um, he says, I got unknown says I got Davis and Dean with Reddick and Sweat and Brandon. The DBs, we got JB and hopefully CJ. Uh, I, I don't get really what you're trying to say there. Is that like who you like to see who you like on the defense? Um, yeah, those are pretty much all the star players, but got to find those other holes. Got to find those other holes. Um, yes, Maddox is great when he is healthy, but you know, he's getting another year older. I would definitely be a little bit concerned there, but we'll see what uh, happens there. All right. Um, real quick, I'm going to, we're going to talk about the union backstage is open right after that. We'll get to the backstage. So if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, get ready, get backstage. The link is in the chat here. TikTok. If you guys want to come on here, uh, you guys are definitely more than welcome to comment and give us your thoughts as well. We'll get to, uh, you guys in just a second right after this next segment. But we got to talk about the Union. Uh, Philadelphia Union punched your ticket to the next round of Champions League after beating Alianza. They demolished them 4 nothing last night, 4 nothing in total on aggregate in both games. Before I get to the actual match, I, I wish I could really break this down for you. I can't because of the stupid, and, and, I, and I'm sorry I'm going to curse you a little bit, but the fucking... How do I put this politely? It's an abomination that we're trying to grow this tournament as a region, as CONCACAF, and we can't even get this on TV? I get it. You know, whatever. World Baseball Classic, Israel versus DR. DR Baseball is important. It's very big. All right? So that means that FS2 gets Austin FC versus Violetta? Are you kidding me? You're going to put that atrocity? But the fact that Philadelphia, who's one of the biggest TV markets in the, in the country, bigger the, by far bigger than Austin, has to get put on a channel that nobody in their mom has. Nobody. If you have regular cable, even a, a cable streaming service, I have Hulu Plus. 
or Hulu Live, whatever it's called. And I can't get the damn game. That's the problem right there. Okay. We're trying to make this be the big, uh, we're trying to emulate Champions League in Europe. Simple as that. That's all we're trying to do. And we can't get it on, on the proper TV streaming service for people to watch. That's a problem. That's a big time problem. So I can't really break down this matchup for you, but I'll give you what I'll give you some takeaways. So big win, right? You did it. Um, Alianza did only have 10 men. So that was definitely big. Uh, Ronderos Montes, Ronderos Ronderos. Uh, not not the not the night that he'd like to have as he starts off the match with the yellow card in the 18th minute. And then in the 40th minute, he gets a second yellow card uh, on a foul to Nathan Harriel. And that would uh him, as I would say. Goodbye. He gets kicked out the 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 t- out the uh off the pitch. I'm sorry, off the match. So for essentially 50 minutes, Alianza had to play with 10 men. In Chester, it's bu- brick. It was so cold yesterday. We couldn't even fill up. We barely filled up halfway of the stadium. It was about 8,500 fans in Subaru Park. It's a Tuesday match. Um, it's freezing as all hell. It's hard to get people out there. There was barely even Alianza fans out there, which was which is surprising. Last year for, for Champions League, we had a good amount of Saprisa fans. I'm not sorry, not last year, two years ago, 21. We had a good amount of Saprisa fans and... Of course, we obviously we had a solid amount of Atlanta fans, but you know that's that's right down the street, right down the street in MLS play. But you had a humongous amount of America fans, which is obvious. That's a, it's a no fit, go figure. Uh, but not a lot for Alianza. Um, obviously, the big thing yesterday was a uh, n- little bit of lineup change. Um, definitely a big, a couple differences from the champion, uh, the other Champions League, the leg one matchup. Uh, but not too many differences from the Saturday match against Chicago, which the Uni did win one nothing. Which, by the way, guys, it, it it it's 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 March. All right, the, they got the win. That's all I care about. The fact that they got three points. Uh, that's all. I, that's all I could really use for. All right, I don't, I don't really care how they got it. They got the job done. Um, and whatever. That we didn't get the chance to talk about that obviously because it's birthday weekend. But we get back to this. So starting lineup, obviously, no Blake was a big one. Blake with the groin injury. Um. More than likely, either it's 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 going to depend. So either he misses two matches, which now going to be one match because he just missed yesterday, um, or he's going to miss up to four weeks. So this can go one of two ways. So we'll we'll have to monitor, we'll have to wait and see. But for right now, Ben Dick and Holden Trent will be manning that, marking down the goal goalkeeper, the pipes. Uh, ben Dick got the start yesterday. Uh, your back line, you ran with four in the back. Kai Wagner on the left-hand side. Damian Lowe got the start uh, again in Champions League. But this time, it was with Glasnost, not Elliott. That's what we saw last time, uh, last Tuesday in uh, San Salvador. Nathan Ariel got the start again at the right-back position, just like against Alianza. In Alianza, your midfield diamond, McGlynn at the left, and Bruno Martinez at the six. Alejandro Bedoya at the right. Daniel Gazek at the tip of the diamond. Obviously, main difference is you're seeing, uh, obviously, Brujo, Ali, and Daniel Gazdak in there. Uh, last week we had um, you had uh, Jesus Bueno at the six, you had Andres Pereira at the right, and of course you had Joaquin Torres at the tip of the diamond. Jack McGlynn staying in there, love that move. Your two forwards, Joaquin Torres and Julian Carranza. Julian Carranza in there uh, for, of course, Quinn Sullivan, and of course, you know, Chris Donovan, which I'm sure a lot of you guys did appreciate that one. But obviously the big difference was um, the pitch, 
the pitch was the huge difference. You know, not playing in the cow pasture, as they say. Uh, you get to play your quick style of Union Soccer. We that's the way you're able to control the, or dictate the pace of the game, and that's why I think you were able to be a little more clinical. Uh, I think against uh, against uh, Alianza last Tuesday, you were pretty clinical. You were able to get opportunities, but the pitch kind of hindered a lot of that. Um, so that was definitely the big difference here. Um, there was no need for Blake, honestly. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot of concerns by fans that Blake would be not having Blake would be a concern, but it honestly wasn't really uh, much of, of a of an effect of a difference here, um, as they the the obviously you got the shutout and obviously having ten men for fifty minutes probably does help. Alianza were able to only able to have three shots with one of them being on target off of thirty four percent of possession. So the Union quite literally dominated this match. So. Again, no need for for um, for Andre Blake. Andres Pereira, he only played like what, like 30, 20 minutes? He was great. Fantastic. What I love about Pereira is his willingness to attack. We talked about it before. It's a it's a part of his game that he needs to obviously fully continue to develop. But the willingness is there, and we appreciate that. And he got a brace. All right. He, he finished off this he finished off Alliance with the two goals at the end of the match. Um, and that, and that was huge. Uh, the, the second one was a little bit, e- little, 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 it was a little easy one, a little easy one. The, the first one, obviously, got to control that, hit that ball perfectly. Uh, but love seeing what I've seen from Andres Pereira. Um, honestly, in general, just love seeing what I'm seeing from the depth of, the, of this team. Jack McGlynn, great job with it with, with, when he had possession of the of the soccer ball. Uh, obviously, we know his vision on on the pitch, fantastic. Joaquin Torres being able to create opportunities. He had a one. There was one opportunity where Harriel crosses in the box, Joaquin Torres and Daniel Gazek are around the similar same spot. Joaquin Torres does the dummy, allows the ball to go right between his legs on the cross. Daniel Gazek then hits the ball quickly, a little bit of curler. Unfortunately, was right to the goalkeeper, but Joaquin is just very creative. Um, And when he's got freedom, he knows what to do with it. He will attack out wide. He will find a way to attack through the center. Uh, but that's why I love the signing. I know we all kind of wanted a Corey Burke exact replacement, but when you have someone in there who could do a couple different things on the pitch, especially when you have this many this many soccer games in the season, especially when there's so much tape on you, it really does bring a different dimension. That's what's going to make this Union team very, very, very dangerous. Damian Lowe, he was fantastic throughout the match. And, you know, the, the, the pass um, on the Pareto goal, it was all by by uh by Damian Lowe. And it does raise the question, the three back set. Um, how much are we when are we gonna see more of it? Uh, and that's gonna be remain that's gonna remain to see. But you know, what makes me what's the best word? Like what makes me fulfilled right now with this club is that we do have different ways to attack. We do have different ways uh, of beating teams down, building from the back. Or, you know, on a, on a night like last night, they dominated possession. They dominated every single facet of the match. They can build up with the ball. They can steal the ball away from you and hit you on the counterattack. And that's what Union Soccer has been over the past couple of years. They built that foundation, that structure, stuff we saw in 2019, 2020. And now they have been able to win in different ways. And that's that's the crucial part. And that's the big part about it. Um, you get the first goal from Damian Lowe. And I mean, we had two offsides, uh, called on us, which is unfortunate. Uh, Daniel Gazak on the one, I think actually Daniel Gazak on both, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, of course you had Damian Lowe on the corner kick. 
uh, twice on corner kicks. He had one opportunity, which got called back from Daniel Gazek offsides. Then he gets his uh, on the in the 46 minute, one minute into injury time, he gets sends the Union into halftime with a one nothing lead. You come back out in 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 the second half, um, and then of course you get the handball. Uh, Julian Carranza was able to draw that. Gazek, the PK master. We're, we're long gone from the MLS Cup, and then like I mentioned, Andres Pereira tacks on the next two. Uh, goals to make it a four nothing game and to punch the union's ticket onto the next round. So what's next for the union? Uh, so next up, you got another tough opponent. This time it's a Mexican foe in Atlas, who kind of similar to the union, who do like to build from within. They like to the youth academy is very prevalent over there, uh, and it's going to be a tough matchup. Now they had a wild roller coaster ride in their series with Olympia from Honduras. They go down to Honduras. And they lose four to one. <laughs> and, you know, they get the way goal, but you only you allowed four goals. That doesn't help. They come back to, to uh, Guadalajara and in the Estado de Jalisco. And they put up three goals. And they punch their ticket to the next round. It, that's, a wild, that's a wild way to get it done. But we'll talk more about Atlas as we get there. But uh, next beginning of next month, April 4th will be leg one. April 14th will be leg two. Uh, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that one. But we got Atlas. Get ready. Uh, this weekend, we got Montreal. Uh, we'll be in uh, uh, Montreal uh, in French Canadian uh, country up there in Canada. So uh, 7.30 kickoff. We'll have you we'll have you for that game recap and the preview as well uh, for that match, too. Um, Sam Rasev says, Zika release. Where will he end up? That's a good question. I don't want him on the birds. It's probably not going to happen now because you just signed Rashad Penny. But um, that's a good question. I, don't, I, uh, I definitely, I, I definitely think he'll be going to a playoff caliber team. Um, you know, I'm trying to think like like a team like the Chargers who just got rid of, who are probably going to get rid of Austin Eckler. A team like that, I could see him go like the. Oh, no, Jack's got plenty of on the, the in the back position, but definitely a playoff team. Uh, we don't need Joey Porter, but certainly would like Joey Porter for sure. Um, and if that's that's my thing, right? So like, if you get to the tenth overall pick, and you're getting down to between PJ BJ Robinson and Joey Porter Jr., I'm going with Joey Porter Jr. all day, all damn day. That's that's uh, that's how I feel about that. Uh, guys, link is in the chat. If you guys want to come on in the show, backstage is open. We're we're starting to allow some people in here. If you guys are interested, so definitely let me know. Birds, I forget we. Okay, so Fitzpatrick. So Fitzpat, which Fitzpatrick are you referring to? Tell me exactly who you want. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Dylan, uh, our D-line is definitely shaky. I wouldn't say shaky. It's better. Listen, it's better than the rest of the the, the field. Uh, linebacker, to me, is a little bit more shaky because you're now trusting a, a, a second-year linebacker with no play time or barely any playing time in his first year. And then you got we still don't have another guy. Well, you put Davion Taylor on the other side. On the other side. Um, of course, the quarterback was just definitely a a, a concern. Um, Bradbury definitely benefited from the system that he was in. Benefited from playing with really good players alongside with him. I don't envision him going through the same regression that he did with the Giants. Um, but more is going to be expected from Bradbury. And will he be able to answer to that? And that's my question mark with James Bradbury for sure. That's right, Dylan. You did put an absolute clinic on, man. And uh, we didn't talk about that, but the temperature was obviously a big factor. It was freezing last night in Subaru Park. Uh, it was like, what, around 40 degrees here? So it's probably like 30 degrees in Chester. 
That's cold, man. And for a club like Allianz who plays down there in the heat, that's definitely a factor for it was a definitely a factor for the union. It definitely helped out the uh, the blue and gold uh for sure last night. They all had the scarf, the, the little athletic scarves around their neck and they, they 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 definitely struggle with that. And it's not even just that, it's the breathing. You're not used to breathing in that cold wet uh weather like that. Definitely is a huge factor, man. Oh, and, uh yeah, I was at the game. My friends told me they could not find it on TV. Yeah, it was it, it was it was definitely rough. It's definitely embarrassing too. Um, you know, especially like listen, I, I love the union. I, I find a way to watch them every single match, but like we are getting a lot of new fans. You know, a lot of new Philly sports fans who are used to watching the games on any channel TV, they can find it easily. And to kind of explain to, you know, to Philly sports fans who are now getting in on the union and being like, oh, hey, you probably can't watch it because it's on a channel that you probably don't have. Like, what? They're not going to understand that. We're trying to grow the game. We're trying to grow this competition. Get Grow it to the level to be somewhat close to what the UEFA Champions League is. And that's just absolutely embarrassing, man. Uh, the Chicago game prepared uh, for the game physically. I what I what how I see it, Owen is all these matches is a preparation. All these matches you're learning a little bit more about yourself. You can take more risk, um, especially the MLS, uh, because hindsight. If you lose a match in the MLS, you know it's not the end of the world. But if you do lose a match in Champions League, it is a little bit at the end of the world. So I think all these matches just preparing and just making this team much stronger. That's why I love regular season, man. Just builds you up. That's all it is. It's a builder. Build you up. Steelers. Ah, the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, make a Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah, I just don't think it's gonna happen, man. What's more, more, what's more likely is the Eagles signing T.J. Gardner Johnson. And so, I don't, I don't see any way possible that 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 happens here. But you know what is possible? Joel Embiid winning MVP. I really think that Joel Embiid has brought himself back into MVP conversation. It's a tight one this year. Um, to me right now, it is between um, Joel, Luca, and Giannis. I think right now Giannis might be in the front row. But the week that Joel just had has put him back in there. Um, and then Sunday, the Sixers obviously, you know, with, with one of those tough wins because it's a Sunday early game. It's the Wizards. You just came off of a big win on Friday against the Blazers. And that one takes a lot mentally to, to get one that, that one out. Especially the Wizards want to get that win. Though. But the Sixers take, took care of business. Uh, you it, you were able to get Dwayne Dedman minutes out there, Jaden Springer minutes out there. But what's most impressive here, Joel Embiid's stat line really impressed me. We're talking 34 points off of 31 minutes. But he was 12-21 from the field and 10 of 12 from the free throw line. That's pretty impressive with eight boards as well to attack, to tack onto that. And that is the stuff of why he's put himself back into the MVP conversation. Now, obviously the key right now for this team is to not cure, but improve upon the defense. It's been the biggest problem with the Sixers, the perimeter defense, especially. I think the transition defense has been approved upon a little bit, and that's, again, effort. But when you're talking about teams with athleticism um, who can shoot the ball, it's all about shifting. It's all about getting to, to those spots, and Sixers, unfortunately, do struggle with that. Um, but that that to me, that's really what the defense is really what they need to focus. And obviously health. Need to stay healthy. 
you need to stay one piece heading into the into the postseason. So um, that's really what's going to be the big part. But uh, definitely a big win. And now the Sixers, they go on what begins tonight. They had a couple days off, which was huge. Um, but you have a three-game road trip, which is very weird because you start in Cleveland tonight, which is obviously a tough one. Uh, Cleveland always plays you tough. They're a good team. Love what they have there. And I think it's going to be a great test tonight for the Sixers team. Then you go to Charlotte, but then you come back up Indiana. So why wouldn't you play Cleveland, then Indiana, then go to Charlotte, and then come back to Philly? But, you know, I don't make these schedules, so it's not up to me. But regardless, uh, I, I'm excited for tonight. I think it's going to be a great late test. And you got a couple great late tests here at the end of the season. Um, as we are kind of winding down, I can see the end of our season here. Obviously, Phoenix um, next Saturday is going to be a big one. Not this upcoming one. Next Saturday, you got uh, Phoenix. Um, not sure where Golden State's at these days. I do believe that they are hampered quite a bit, so we'll wait to see what they got there. Obviously, you got a Monday night game against Denver following that Suns one, which is going to be tough. And then you got the Mavericks right after that, followed by the Raptors, followed by the Bucks, followed by the Celtics, followed by the Heat, followed by the Hawks. And then the Nets to finish out the season. Dude, that right there is like a nine-game stretch where you got quality playoff teams. I'm, I'll go with eight because I do think that the Nets, you can take care of business. I don't know what you have exactly in the Hawks. And the Raptors always give you a tough challenge. But, dude, Suns, Nuggets, Mavs, Bucks, Celtics, Heat, all in that run, all in that stretch to end the season. I love this. And you know what? I don't care what happens because I know the Sixers are going to give it their all in every single one of these games. And no, you know what else I know? It's going to prepare them for the playoffs. And so I, I, I'm, I'm definitely excited. So it all starts here tonight, and we shall see what happens here. All right, let's go backstage and start bringing you guys, some of you guys in here. Start off with our guy, Mr. Positive Philly. Welcome to Oyen Philly Sports. How you feeling, brother? Now, first, Eric, how you doing? I'm doing good, man, by yourself. Good. I just heard you talking about the Sixers. I was there for that amazing win Sunday night. Nice, man. That's a good. Yeah. One. It's a little afternoon ball. It's a good time. Uh, but there's been a lot of talks about the Eagles. You know, I'm sad to see Darius Slay man go. They were yeah. the Slays like that. You know, not not just not just um, Slay himself, but his wife. You know, she she was always out there tailgating. They they just they fit so well with this city. And I don't think they're going to find that with that with any other city. But you know, obviously, we wish the Slays best of luck. I personally sure. would have liked to bring back Slay and you know I would have been fine with re releasing Bradbury. I understand you know Slay's a little bit older than Bradbury, but you know mm -hmm. the thing I'm waiting to see is what, what we're gonna do with uh CJ Gardner Johnson, you know, and it sucks, you know. I Miles Sanders, he's my guy. I have his jersey. We're waiting to see where he goes. But what do you know what do you think of all this that we've been doing with the Eagles free agency? With you think we're gonna bring back CJ? It is past it four, feels four like we're here. yeah it feels like we're leading towards bringing back CJ um, you know, you signed James Bradbury. So what I think to be a solid deal it was like three, it was like three years, $38 million. I think that was a solid deal. And from what the reports were, he got offered more money in other places, but he decided because he liked the situation in Philly, you know, we just came off the Super Bowl. Obviously he's probably motivated. He probably wants to come back after what happened in the Super Bowl on the, on the inter interference play. And he's probably hungry. Here's the thing. Bradbury. You sign him to a, a deal that's less than what Darius Slay is making. He's about three years younger. Um, and the thing is, you couldn't release Bradbury. I heard you say that you, you release Bradbury, keep Slay. Unfortunately, Bradbury was a free agent. 
So it's either you sign him or he's going to sign somewhere else. And the Darius Slay one, I think it's more complex. I think there's stuff that we don't know about because the thing is he had one more year on his deal. So he, yeah. he was supposed to play. And it's crazy to think that now today we are parting ways with him. We're cutting him. That's crazy. We're sitting on dead money. So that situation is a little bit more of a concern that that ended in the way it did. And look, obviously, the culture here in Philadelphia, it's about winning. It's about team first, right? And we already saw with Denard Wilson. I know it's different because it's a coach, but we heard some mixed reports as well. He didn't feel that he, or he felt that justice wasn't made and he should have been the defensive coordinator. And so he, nope. I guess he left or he, or he got it. He got into it with Nick Sirianni. And now you look at it here with, with Darius Slay. He wanted it. He wanted a three year or three year uh, guaranteed deal at 32 years old. Come on, man. And, and this is a Darius Slay as well, who didn't finish the season off strong. He did have a great start, but not the great end. And so to me, I think the Eagles are playing it smart. You know, going with the younger option isn't always what you want to hear, especially when we just got done the Super Bowl. But that's right. sometimes what you have to do. And then Cox, you haven't heard anything with him either. Yeah, he's gonna be like a third round, like so. Like for each season, to me, it's like it's like rounds, like the NFL draft. You just went through your first round. You got some of the biggest names get signed. Now we're into the second round. I think Cox will be like a third round guy. Once we get done the second round, then teams will start looking at Cox. I obviously wouldn't mind bringing back Cox for another minimal year deal. Um, I love Milton Williams. I I, I am I am actually high on him. But I think you need some depth. You need some rotation pieces. Yeah. Don't also don't sleep on Linval Joseph or Damakon Sue signing back here. But um, who would you take at number ten, Alperso? As of today, NFL draft is today. Who are you taking at number ten? So I haven't really done much of my draft stuff because we're still, you know, for worrying about the Sixers. We're, we just got done the the union, or we got started the union, and we're waiting for the Phillies to start. But I I I've obviously been looking a lot at Joey Porter Jr. It yes. does feel like a cornerback is what we should be going with at the ten spot. I, like I can tell you right now, guy from Penn State. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You like that? I can definitely tell you, I'm not in on BJ Robinson. I've heard a lot of that. I'm not in on that one. That's all I'll tell you. Yeah. We'll see what happens, man. We'll see. What happens. I know it sucks about Miles leaving too. I heard you say that, man. I, that, that one does suck. I did like Miles, yeah. but it's the business, brother. I'm it's just, I'm just eager to see where he goes. You know, I'm going to support him Same. and be a fan of him. To, as long as he's not in our division, I'm going to be <laughs> still be a fan of the guy. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Hey, Positive Philly, we appreciate you coming here, brother. We'll we'll catch up soon. All right, brother. Thank you, Professor. Have a good one. You Go as well, my man. So always always a pleasure catching up with our boy Positive. To this point with Slay, though, I wanted to I wanted to talk about this. I don't like the way they handled social media times. Look, I'm a content creator. Content creators, we got to do what we got to do to 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 survive out here. You know, we don't we're not paid all the we're not paid what we wanted. You know, a lot of us still have other jobs. Um, there's a content creator from, I believe all about the birds, um, a, a, a media site, but you know, he quote tweeted, a, a Darius Slay tweet, you know, saying that it wouldn't be smart for the Eagles to extend Darius Slay. And I tend to agree. You guys heard me say that. And, you know, then you got Jennifer Slay quote tweeting it and, and, and smashing this guy, or slandering this guy because earlier in the year he was in her DMS looking for a Jersey. I don't see anything wrong with that. You know? We're, again, we're content creators. Giveaways are big. That's something that you can put away in a giveaway. I, I, I mean, I, to me, like, obviously, they use social media to their benefit as well. Love giving back to the fan base, the free tickets. Um, charity work is great. 
But like, this is why, and people still hate on me and get on me about the El Senio stuff a couple of years ago. Dude, your significant other, your family member is in contract negotiations with the team that we love. It is not smart for business for you to voice out the problems with the negotiations. And that's why I, I criticize Jennifer Slay. I get not everyone, everyone likes to look at it as, 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 as a fan because it's 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 what brings us joy. I, I can't just look at that like that all the time. I have to be real. It's a business. That's not smart. That's where I kind of do draw the line. But again, we wish them nothing but the best. You know, it, 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 I we just call them out. I don't think that they handled it the right way. Jack says, oh, let's effing go. Slay is going, I, I can't look at it like that either. Come on, Jack. What the heck? Uh, as a Steelers fan, I would not accept any trade for Minka. <laughs> I agree. Minka's still young. I, I would I would see why you would feel like that, Owen. Uh, I think Golden State versus Sixers, Sixers and Six. You think Golden State's going back to the finals? Do they even have Steph Curry back? I haven't watched the Warriors since the finals. It's crazy. What's up, uh, Nate? How you feeling, man? What's going on, brother? Uh, Joel, I just lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that. I know. Okay. Joel, I just lost the comments. Joel needs to be eyes on the whole. T- needs to be on eyes all time because he can shoot three, go to the paint and mid range. Yes, Jokic, he's a playmaker and a good defensive guy. Uh, I mean, listen, Joel does it all. It, it, it's just crazy what he does on a night to night basis on the court. He's, it, it, he's just dominant, just dominant on a night to night basis. And no, Jokic is not dominant in the same way. Dominant offensively not dominant defensively. We're talking about guarding someone one-on-one, especially in today's NBA where it's so hard to guard someone one-on-one. Um, all right, let's bring in one more guy in here. Let's bring in our guy, Mr. Ian. Welcome into Oi Philly Sports. How you feeling, brother? Uh, tired right now. I just got back from the gym. My man, my man. Pump it. What, are you, what are you working on today in the gym? Uh, I was going. I went a little bit all over the place since I haven't been back to the gym in a while. I feel that. And I just I did it on a light stomach. That was a mistake. But then I'm like, and then I read the say, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, I know we're not going to get everyone back on the defense. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears take some, because the Bears right now have, what, $75 million left in the cap space? Because they, they started off stupid hot. It was like 130 I think it was. For sure. And then, I'm re- and then I was reading the Flyers article. They're saying Carter Hart is now going to like might be on the trading block. I'm like, if he does get traded, it should not be less than seven first round picks. And he's like, oh my God, everything's going crazy. And then the only good news, well, slightly good news, was hearing that Andre might be back in a month. Yeah, it's uh, even that. It's, so I saw two to four weeks as the time frame for Andre Blake. Um, we'll wait to see with it. Um, I guess right now you're fine. You I, Realistically, I want him back for the April 4th game against Atlas. Uh, but I really don't need him for uh, for interleague play. And I do believe we are slowly approaching um, international break, which I'll have to double check with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, to me, I'm not really too concerned about that. To your uh, to your Flyers point with Carter Hart, we were going to talk about that as well. But I agree with you. I love Carter Hart. I got his jersey hanging up here in the closet here. But where you look, when you look at where this organization is, it's a couple years away. And Carter Hart, you think about it, once we become good, he's going to be what, 29, 30 years old? 
So why would we waste his prime when we can get we can speed up this process and get the players that we have? You have seem to have someone in Sam Merson. I'm not saying he's a starter. He's going to be a top five, top ten goal goaltender. But you got something to work with here, right? I mean, there's so many there's so many hockey teams in the NHL who run with two two solid goaltenders. Like the days of just Martin Brodeur just going out in between the pipes every single night. I mean, I don't really feel like that's something that you see often. But um, again, I'm with you. First round pick. Give me a forward, a hop forward prospect. Um, He's not the only one. Um, connect me, Provi. I think Provin even might have a bounce back year this next year. But honestly, Hayes, just like clear the cap down and then just bring a couple guys like only one, two year contracts to use, stay at the minimum and just try to get as many picks. Just go try to find a way to get like five to six first round picks for the next three years. What do you do with Coots? Coots is too long and too expensive, though. But That's what value does he have right now? He, we haven't seen him in like over a year. I think he might be coming back at the end of the year to show us what the hope hey, is. I guess to play, but he's got an eight-year contract for like I think it's like eight and a half million average. So I don't think no one would touch him. See, whole thing. But the rest of the guys, you start looking around and saying, "Go, you go, you go, you go." <laughs> Bring up the young guys. Like if we could just pick, find a way to get like five to six first round picks. It'd be interesting. And now the problem is, I'm hearing Lindros might be coming back. Oh boy! But he, the way I'm hearing it is to, I don't know if he's going to be like the seat, like the new. He'd be taking over Bill Barber's part or whatever it is. But he's going to be trying to be fake to dealing with the heads up at Comcast. And telling them what to do or something down those lines. It's like on the line, but I'm like been saying it for a while. I've been blasting on Twitter lately. Like get Tampa based GM, hire him as the president, then like I can't pronounce his ranking. What is it? Julian Brassardi yeah, that's Tampa based um, GM. And then Kevin McDonald, who is the assistant GM over in Colorado, bring him in. The reason why I think they're looking at it is because it has been working with some teams. Like it's working with Boston. It is working. It worked for the Colorado Avalanche because they brought in guys who are somewhat familiar with the organization. Yeah. Yeah, man. Abs- absolutely. Uh, yeah, we got to head on out of here, but we do appreciate you coming right. here, brother. Talk, talk right. to you soon, Ian. Thank you so much. Ian brought up really good points. Now, last night, Flyers lose to Vegas. If you look at it right now, Flyers now have the fifth best odds for the draft lottery. So the Connor Bedard sweepstakes are back again, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So you the chance is fully there. I, I, again, I don't think you need Connor Bedard per se. It would really help. It would help speed up this process for sure. Um, but I do think in that top five, you can find a player that can really help out this team and can be a cornerstone alongside uh, Guthier. Now, what Ian said is extremely true in the fact that if I am the Flyers, everybody in this roster is up for grabs, except for the young pieces. And who do I mean by that? Owen Tippett, Morgan Frost, um, Cam York, 
those type of players, to me, I want to keep building around with. I want to see what they. I want to keep seeing what they have. Um, Konechny is a tough one because he's still like he's still pretty young. That you could still build along with him. And listen, you're going to still need some players who are going to guide these young players. The Flyers are not pulling a full Sam Hinkie tank. They're not blowing this up completely. But yeah, they're going to build with young players. Young assets is what I keep hearing. That's what it seems like they're going. They're trying to do right now. Um, obviously, Danny Breer is all eyes are on him as he's now the intern GM, and we'll see exactly what how he handles this job. I still do believe, you know, and Ian brought it up. You do need a, a president of hockey operations, Danny Breer. I think he should be the GM, and then you got to bring a president. Kind of what the Phillies are doing. Kind of what the Sixers are doing as well. Um, I think Danny has a way with players, especially now that we're going younger. I think he has a way with young players, and I think that's going to be very, very important. Um, but this team needs to just think young. You know, Kevin Hayes, Sean Couturier. I mean, I think Ryan Ellis is gone. I mean, I don't even, I don't even need to bring that up. Ivan Proveroff. You know, even like even like, uh, like a Rasmus Ristolainen. Uh, I know he's in the good graces of of, uh, of John Tortorella, but every single one of these players who are been in the league for a little bit, Scott Lawn, I'm putting in that category as well. If a team is interested, let's talk. Let's talk. What do what do you what do you what do you want for them? That's definitely where, I, and especially Carter Hart. And I think that a lot of Flyers fans, uh, because they would much rather win than stick it out with Carter Hart. Um, I think that they are willing to see what it what would be uh, what, what what it would look like for sure um, with him with him gone. But it is going to be interesting to see what they have. Sean Couturier, we'll see uh, if he comes back onto the ice. The goal is he comes back before the season ends so he can get some play, uh, some some ice time. Uh, but it, it is it, it's going to be an interesting offseason. It's going to be an important one as well. I don't expect this team to go out and go in to get another Nick Delorier type of free agent, uh, but who knows? And the cap is also important, too. We, we're pretty strapped at the cap, too, guys. Definitely for sure. All right, we got two more minutes for one more guest. We're going to bring on our, our guy, Don Rafael. What's going on, Don Rafael? How you feeling there? Hey, I'm very good. I'm very good. So I know this is going to be like two minutes, but this NFL free agency is going to be like very interesting, wild, crazy. And I know about the news about they're going to facing that old challenge of replacing like key players because they want to resemble like the 2022. But I think that adjustment after is going to be like very surprising that it's coming up for an effective season. And of course, this is going to be like, wow, they're, they're almost eating like $20 million in that cap, the free out 20 sets in that cap from the cap to spread the tape. But I thought it was going to be great. But also, they have, like, the chain advance illustration season in the second is surprising. But it might be to lose a multiple key players for the last season Super Bowl team. But it wasn't about the best salary cap, but after a factory about that. But the real challenge starts Philadelphia with so dominated. Not only have the force to multiple key starters, but also they got a rebound for a Super Bowl loss. They also sent quarterback to a country the station with a pay $50 million annually. So... Anyways, we just seen like the multiple teams that are declined for the scene of the quarterbacks. So it happens to the Baltimore Ravens falling out for the Super Bowl. It really happens. But but right now the biggest test is to become to the winning the own division. Because right now they have despite the overall, they should have no problems to the contender heading 
like the next season, but the dominance for the previous season is going to be hard to replicate it. And of course, there are some big news. And of course, since I was watching the War Baseball Classic, right now Venezuela is up to the quarterfinals of the War Baseball Classic, and they still in bits. Three and no. What's Colombia doing? I know they're playing the USA today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right now we're playing against Israel, and right now we are heading to the quarterfinals, and they right. have. Look at that! All right, hi, right. Don Rafael. We appreciate that update, man. We'll we'll talk soon, Don Rafael. Okay, okay, I'll talk to you soon. Salute. Sounds good. Charles right. Don Rafael. Don Rafael, giving us the updates. We always appreciate catching up with Don Rafael. I was uh, a little perplexed on my birthday. I was watching Colombia play against great, the great, great Britain. And uh, we lost in upset fashion, giving Great Britain their first win in this competition's history. Uh, Colombia versus the U.S. tonight at 10 p.m. Uh, maybe I'll watch that for a little bedtime shenanigans, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But... All right, guys, it's going to do it for today's edition of Owen Philly Sports. I do appreciate everyone coming on in. Make sure you guys hit that like button. Subscribe for more Philly Sports. A reminder, you can find us wherever you stream podcasts as well from Apple, Google, and Spotify. I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys to enjoy the rest of your day. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>